Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined each and every week by my co-host, of Kyle Ricky and Kyle, we got to spend the weekend together, technically speaking, uh, up at the Stafford Motor Speedway. I made my way to Lebanon Valley to cover some big block racing, but before that, uh, got to hang out at the Stafford Motor Speedway, saw the Aroots, saw a pretty good 50 lap uh, late model race, and of course, those. I know everyone says their favorite classes are usually the modifieds or something. I think mine's those street stocks because they race every single lap like it's a million dollars on the line. Yeah, Frank Latois Jr. Uh, picking up the win in the street stocks, a three-wide last lap pass, I think, uh, for the win because the race leaders were, I mean, they were goring each other all the way down the front stretch of the white flag. And we get that every week. I was at the track earlier today, and I think we have had eight or nine last lap passes in the street stock field just alone this season. So, uh, yeah, you saw a great night, a uh, good SK modified race with Kopsick and Owen and Tyler Hines and um, – Glad you, uh, glad you were able to make it out. I was kind of jealous of your Saturday night as well, going with the big block modifieds at the uh, Lebanon Valley Speedway. Yeah, those big block modified drivers, man, unpredictable. Let's just put it that way in the short scheme of things. I did not know what any of them were going to say at any point when I stuck a microphone in their face, but just a reporter. Part of the fun of it. Whew, I don't know about that. It was, it was interesting, but the end of the day, super cool to see Lebanon Valley. It's one of those, you know, historical tracks that doesn't matter what facet of racing you come from. You kind of just know about Lebanon Valley and its history. So uh, cool to be able to add that one to my bucket list. But there was also some dirt racing that took place over the weekend uh, for the second time for the Arca Menard series. They took the Decoin Fairgrounds on Sunday for the Southern Illinois 100. Again, the second dirt race for them. Um, they raced a couple weeks ago at the Springfield Mile. Uh, a new winner. And not only a new winner, but really a new name to the Arkham Menard series, Landon Lewis, only 15 years old in his second start, Kyle, leads every lap, qualifies on the pool. That's a pretty good statement to show up in the Arkham Menard series with. Yeah, driving for Red Jones Racing, he has a uh, dirt experience coming from Dirt Modifieds. We'll uh, hear more about that in a little bit. But heck, he, he held off Ty Gibbs in a one-lap shootout. Uh, had that race on at the same time that Darlington was wrapping up. So uh, it was kind of a, a late night for the uh, the Arca kids, but it was a great race nevertheless. A lot of attrition. I think 16 or 18 cars started, six finished, uh, some wrecks and a lot of mechanical issues along the way. Ken Schrader finishing in third, uh, Ryan Unziger in fourth, and Taylor Gray rounding out the top five, and uh, Corey Heim. Seventh place, losing a bit of ground to Ty Gibbs, who finished in the second spot. So the championship standing, uh, the margin anyway, a little bit wider than what we have seen recently, 16 points going to Bristol next week. Yeah, Unziker, a name that I've recently become familiar with in the world of dirt late model racing. Yep. Uh, always cool to see, of course, in the ARCA series, less in the national series now so, but the ARCA series, when they get the opportunity to go to your mid-Ohio's, go to your dirt miles, that you do see kind of people from their degrees of racing come and join the field. So uh, cool to see them have good runs. We'll talk to Lewis here in just a little while about that win 
at DeCoin. Just impressive, again, to be able to qualify on the pole, lead all of those laps. And if I'm on a last lap restart and I'm a rookie in the field and I see Ty Gibbs starting up next to me, I don't know how I, I mean, Kyle, I feel like we'd both be a little nervous just showing that Ty's shown he can win pretty much anywhere he goes. And to have that be your you know, competition is intense. And I think in another lap, it was just a one lap shootout. If it would have been a two lap shootout, um, Landon might've had his hands full uh, because Ty ended up moving around uh, Unzinger for the, for that second spot. They got into it. It allowed Landon to break away. Um, but I think another lap and Ty would have been, would have been right there. It would have been a pretty good finish, but uh, Landon able to take the win, start number two, and, and like you mentioned, led the entire night at the coin. Well, we'll dial up the Ocean Isle, North Carolina native here in just a little bit to talk more about that race. But of course, time for your iRacing update presented by Logitech G. The playoffs for the eNASCAR series, uh, Coca-Cola iRacing series, they've begun. We've only got three more races left in the season. They're going to compete in the playoffs for the championship. There are 10 drivers competing. In the second round of the playoffs will be Tuesday, September 14th at the virtual Bristol Motor Speedway. So, of course, headlining the week before NASCAR goes there later on in the week. You can catch all of that action and the iRacing countdown to green at enascar.com backslash live at 8.30 p.m. The race starts at enascar.com at 9 p.m. on Tuesday, again, September 14th. Check out iRacing.com for all of the latest news, featured videos, and more on the inf- more information on the world of iRacing. This iRacing update is brought to you by Logitech G. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have Landon Lewis dialed up. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 19- Gamers, start your engines. Meet the next generation of racing wheels. The award-winning Logitech G design is re-engineered to dial into your game physics, delivering unprecedented realism. Feel every shift, drift, and hairpin turn like never before. Our latest innovation in force feedback technology connects directly to end-game simulation engines and physics to produce higher fidelity, real-time responses. Through design, engineering, and the love of driving games, Logitech G takes racing simulation to another level. Go to LogitechG.com. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. We've talked about the Arkham Menard series running at the DeCoin Fairgrounds over the weekend. And we're joined now by the winner, 15 years old, Landon Lewis. First off, Landon, thanks for taking some time here to chat with us on Coast to Coast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Crazy to see, you know, a new name, not only in your, uh, you know, second start, but just the season that Arkham has been having. What was the emotions to cross that checkered flag or cross the finish line, get that checkered flag in your second Arkham Menard series start? Um, it was pretty cool just knowing that I've only, uh, raced these cars twice now. And, um, it was awesome just because all the work that my guys put into that race and race before, and, you know, it really was a dream come true because I told my guys that I wanted that one and we ended up getting it. So it was pretty cool. Bring me through the entire night, uh, 16, 18 cars start the event. If you tuned in late and you saw that last lap shootout, there was just six cars left. Obviously, a lot of attrition, some incidents, a lot of mechanical issues. What was the key to just surviving that, what turned out to be a 104-lap event? Yeah, me, me and my uh, crew chief, Mark Rett, we talked before the even practice started, and we said, 
our goal is just to make it to the race and don't tear anything up. And um, through the race, the track was very just ruddy and very holy, I guess you could say. Um, and our goal was just to keep the front end on it for the last laps. And I feel like we ran a really clean race and just made sure our front end was on by the end of the race. And then that last lap restart um, was, I, I had a feeling it was going to come, but uh, we ended up getting that last lap restart. And uh, Mr. Ron Hornaday, he's taught me everything. And he, I come over, they come over the radio and they told me just do what he's taught you. And um, I felt like I'd done that and um, ended up pulling off the win. So it was awesome. Uh, finish definitely easier to keep the front end on it when of course you qualify on the pole and lead every lap of that 104 lap race uh, you just mentioned it Ron Hornaday you had a pretty stout group of people kind of in your corner going into the race including you know Mark Rett Austin Terrio who's part of your career now you mentioned Hornaday Joe Ryan who's you know well known in the world of legend car racing uh, talk about your relationship with a lot of these guys more so of course Hornaday and how that's really helped you excel in your racing career yeah, you know, I met Mr. Ron Hornaday about four years ago, and ever since then, I've stayed at his house, and we've just kind of bonded together, and um, he's been behind me in everything I've done, and I'm very appreciative of that. Um, me and Austin Terrio, we've met in the last year and a half, and me and him are like best friends now. We go to lunch together. We um, even go to the, the house together, and we just, um, me and my crew guys really bond, and me and Joe Ryan, I've known him for four years, and he's been behind me and there for me ever since I've started with him. Um, also, there's another one, Candace Hornaday, um, Ron Hornaday's daughter. She's been behind me at 110%. Uh, made sure everything I get in is safe and make sure I am getting in the good equipment that I need to be in. So you you drive or drove for Ron in, in Dirt Modifieds, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, how did that relationship come to be with, with the Hornadays just in general, even before your Dirt Modified days and, and ultimately being able to drive for him. Yeah. So, you know, I started racing um, when I was four years old and I raced go-karts from the time I was four years old to the time I was 12. And my dad felt like he was kind of holding me back a little bit. So he ended up calling Mr. Uh, Miss, actually Mrs. Candace. Um, and she got me hooked up and we went over there to the shop and I met Ron and, you know, it was kind of a pinch me moment because I was standing in front of the NASCAR hall of famer. And I thought that was just so cool. And I've always wanted to meet him. And so ever since then, it's kind of took off and we've uh, bonded. Uh, me and Billy Workman, his uh, formal driver, um, we just kind of went racing everywhere together and done everything together, went the family stuff together. And ever since then, we've just kind of been really close. Definitely a cool and unique relationship, of course. Now the crossover into the Arca Menard series. Uh, only two starts, what was scheduled for you. You raced your first race at the um, Springfield Mile a couple of weeks ago, seventh in your debut. Now this one, of course, 15 years of age too. Little restrictions there on what you're actually able to run within the Arkham Menard series. Um, how did this all come about, the conversation with Rhett and actually getting behind the wheel of an Arca car? Yeah, so, you know, I work um, with Joe Ron Osborne during the summer. I come up every summer and just help him and go to the track and just learn. And we're down the road from Mark Rett, and I kind of end up meeting Mark Rett through Austin. He um, was really good friends with him, and he come over to the shop and end up meeting him. And ever since then, we've kind of really been close and started to bond together, like I said. And um, ever since then, we've just kind of been close. And he, and I was went over to his shop, and I saw all the Arca cars, and I said, I want to do this. And we end up getting uh, talked together, Austin and Mark, and they started talking and funneling around a couple of things. And 
end up getting a deal together for Springfield. And that was a dream come true. Uh, just going there and getting to do what I've always wanted to do and being racing against the Ty Gibbs, the Taylor Grays, the Corey Himes that had been dominating this year. And going against them was a challenge for me. And I just wanted to finish. And I felt like we'd done that. And then uh, kind of got everything ready. And Mark said I'd done really good at the uh, Springfield. So he said that he wanted to see if we can put something together for DeCoin and end up getting some sponsors and putting that together. And then the outcome like it is. Pretty, pretty amazing outcome as well. It was fun to watch on, on Sunday night. I guess the big question now is what's next? Uh, 15 years old, you got your entire career in front of you. What's currently on the calendar and where do you hope to be, you know, come this fall and in 2022? Yeah, you know, there's um, hopefully a lot more deals opening up, um, coming up. I want to, my goal is to run a full-time ARCA schedule when I get the age and I can run every track. Um, going into 2022, I, I want to kind of run a lot a lot more races that I'm allowed to and just kind of get my feet more wet in that series and just learn the car more and learn the cars and learn my team more. And, you know, I think we put something together um, – hopefully putting something together for um, another asphalt race coming up. So hopefully can get one more start and close out the year strong. And it's 18, right? That you have to be to run a full ARCA schedule. Yes. Wild to think 15 years old, already got a win under your belt. And of course, uh, looking ahead almost three years to be able to run that full schedule. Well, it's been fun to watch Landon, obviously keep us in the loop with everything that goes on. And we look forward to hopefully, you know, watching an announcement of some more asphalt racing and congrats again on your win this past weekend. Yeah. Thank you so much for y'all having me on this. Um, I most importantly like to thank 19 green uh, for making this possible. They um, so helped me and just made the decoin race possible. The Jones family, uh, Mark Rett, uh, Terry Jones for all they've done for me. Um, all my crew guys, Austin, for everything he's done. Joe Ryan for being on the radio with me and just keeping me calm, um, both races. And just everyone that's made this possible, my family and uh, all my family back at home. It's Thanks a lot of folks. Thank you. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, Landon. Again, guys, that is Landon Lewis, the winner this past weekend of the Southern Illinois 100 from the DeCoin Fairgrounds. We're going to take a quick break, though, and when we come back, we've got your Wheelan Engineering Modified Driver Spotlight. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Wheelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Want to experience racing in its purest form? Do you yearn to return to where NASCAR came from? Watch high-banked, full-throttle, super-late-model racing on Flow Racing, September 8th through the 11th. It's the crown jewel of dirt late models at Eldora Speedway with the World 100. 
This is Grassroots Racing at its finest. See who will win the globe by subscribing today. Go to flowracing.com slash world. That's flowracing.com slash world. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Larson brings his Chevy in four tires to no-go racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top-tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Time now for another Wheel and Engineering Modified Tour Driver Spotlight. And today we are set to spotlight 20-year-old Acton, Massachusetts driver, Matt Swanson, the driver of Old Blue, the longest-running NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour team dating back to the 1950s. Matt, first off, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Kyle. Before we talk about your modified career, uh, which you know, you've come a long way and in a relatively short amount of time, let's go back to before you discovered the modified. And, and how did you get into motorsports uh, growing up? Um, it all started with my father. He used to run the Bush North Series um, back when that was really popular. He drove the number 25 New England Pontiac dealer's car for um, his own team. Um, and then from then he, from there, he owned cars for Gigi gravel, people like that with the pro all-star series. Um, and when I got a little older, he said, he asked me if I wanted to go race them. Um, so we started with quarter midgets and then, uh, moved on to micro sprints and quickly jumped right into the tour type modifieds. So you mentioned Bush North and, and some of the other full fender divisions up here in new England. So why the route to the open wheel modifieds? You know, modifieds just always had a special place in my heart. Um, I always used to go to Thompson on Thursday nights to watch their SK modified division. Um, you know, I always went to the NASCAR wheel modified tour races. Um, and, you know, modifieds were always just that car I wanted to drive. Um, you know, I've gotten experience in f- full fendered cars, but there's nothing like driving a 600 horsepower modified so um you know just uh really thankful that i got an opportunity with old blue um to be able to drive these cars and you know just having fun doing it before old blue though you broke in with a family team you were i believe 15 years old when you started on the nascar wheel and modified tour what was that first year like being so young and trying to break into a very ultra competitive series with a family operation it was definitely, it wasn't easy to say the least. Um, you know, but luckily enough, I had great people backing me. Um, you know, my family believed in me, um, and, you know, gave me what I needed to be able to do, um, what we did with the family operation. Um, we had Ken Barry from Spafka race cars, crew chief in the car. He taught me a, a boatload, um, you know, in the, in the three years we had the family operation going, um, but, you know, it all, it all came back to my family believing in me and 
you know, given me all the pieces of the puzzle to be able to do what we did. Um, and, you know, that led us to where we are now with Old Blue. And, you know, we're going to keep uh, trying to get that first win. Uh, hopefully it comes this year. How did that partnership come together between yourself and the Bowler family, a family that, like we mentioned earlier, has been in modified racing since the late 1950s? So it all started, um, it was a Stafford Friday night. We were there for the stare at 150. Actually, the banner's right behind me. Uh, we were there for that race. I have my family number 89 there, and we unfortunately lost a motor the last lap of the last round of practice. Um, and, you know, we were kind of running around crazy, trying to figure something out to see if maybe I could get in a car. Um, and Rowan Pennick, who had previously been the driver of Old Blue, um, his girlfriend was pregnant and the baby was on the way. They didn't know about when the baby was coming. So they were like, Matt, come in the infield with your gear on. And if we get the call, we're going to, you know, kind of cause our own yellow here and you're going to be getting in this car. Well, we kind of took it as just a joke or whatever and kind of went on with our night, you know, enjoyed it with our partners from Starrett. And um, then a couple days later, we went to Thompson Speedway for the uh, Budweiser King of Beers 150 uh, at Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park. Um, and it was actually the night before I was just closing the door uh, to the trailer uh, after swapping a motor. Re- re- pretty much rebuilding my own car um, between myself, my father, and, you know, some help from my brothers and stuff like that. And um, my dad actually called me and said, hey, uh, the BRE guys just called. Rowan's baby's on the way. You're in the three car tomorrow. And I didn't know whether to be, like, mad because I just put all this work into my own car to get it ready for this race or excited because – holy crap, I'm getting to drive Old Blue tomorrow. Um, So, you know, we just went into that race like I always do, you know, going there to chase the check the flag and win the race. And um, unfortunately, we came up one spot short to that year's champion, Justin Bonsignor. Um, But, you know, it was definitely a a ride. So um, thankfully that evolved into what what we got going on today with um, myself and the Bowler family. And um excited to continue that on. Give me one fun fact that you've learned about the Bowler Racing team, uh, if there is one. I mean, it's such a legendary team. I was able to go to the garage, the original garage, just a couple of months ago at the start of the offseason and see where the history has been made, all the legendary drivers. What stands out for you uh, driving this race car? There's so many things, <laughs> but if I had to pinpoint one, it's just, you know, how much work those guys put into those race cars because they, like you saw, Kyle, that everything is done in that shop. Um, you know, the chassis are built in that shop, upper control arms, lower control arms. The list goes on and on. It, it's pretty much the only things we don't buy are the engine, our build are the engines, the seats, and the shocks. Other than that, barring a couple odds and ends, it's all built in that building and it's not anything special by any means. It's a two car garage that they expanded um, over the years. 
Um, so if I had to pick one fun fact, it, it, it would definitely be that everything, as much as we can, is, is built in that shop. A six-time national championship team looking for number seven with you. Uh, when you're away from the racetrack, when you're away from the race car, we were talking before we started the interview here of all the fun things that you get to do when you're, when you're not playing with race cars. What's life like for you when you're, when you're not uh, dealing with Old Blue? Um, so pretty much my weeks kind of bounce between working at my family's car dealership in Acton, Massachusetts, uh, Swanson Buick GMC. Um, and then normally, typically in my afternoons, I go down, work on Old Blue um, with my crew chief, Greg, and John McKenna and Scott Richards. Um, during the winter, I have a very fun activity of snow plowing that I get to partake in. Um, you know, it keeps me out of trouble, I guess I could say. Um, you know, it takes up a lot of time, but, you know, it, it keeps me busy and, you know, keeps my uh, my work ethic up. So, um, I guess that's a good thing, but, you know, basically my two main things are working for my family and, uh, working on old blue. Always good to stay busy, Matt, as always, thanks for taking the time to join us here on this week's wheel and engineering modified tour driver spotlight. Thanks. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Edu slash podcast. Drive me on. Gamers, start your engines. Meet the next generation of racing wheels. The award-winning Logitech G design is re-engineered to dial into your game physics, delivering unprecedented realism. Feel every shift, drift, and hairpin turn like never before. Our latest innovation in force feedback technology connects directly to end-game simulation engines and physics to produce higher fidelity, real-time responses. Through design, engineering, and the love of driving games, Logitech G takes racing simulation to another level. Go to LogitechG.com. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 19- Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you, plus 
you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast. Over the weekend, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour took to Oswego for the Toyota Mod Classic. Ron Silk doubled down two in a row now for the tour, collecting the win over Hirschman, Justin Bonsignor, Doug Kobe, and Anthony Nacella. Golden Sands was also in action for the Super Late Model Tundra Series with a 75 lapper. It was Jordan Devoy over Mike Litchfield and Justin Mondi. And then the Atomic 125 was at Hermiston for the Northwest Super Late Model Series. Jason Jefferson, somewhat coming out of wow. retirement. Of course, a name that you recognize with Jefferson Pitts in the K&N cars. And of course, if you're just familiar with late model racing in the Northwest, the Jefferson brothers, definitely prestigious up there. Jason collected the win over Hayden Plybon and Corey Alred. And the NASCAR Advanced Auto Part Weekly Series. There we go. It's only taken me a year. It's fine. Of course, the points we've continued to talk about it are starting to wrap down. We talked to Peyton Sellers a couple weeks ago and had well over 100 points on second place. Well, that gap now down to 52 points. Jacob Gady is in second. Peyton Sellers with 596 points. Todd Patnode has 92 points behind Sellers and Eric Reed and Billy Mon over 100 points. So that is starting to wind down, Kyle. And it looks like Gady's closing this gap extremely quick. He has almost 10 starts, though, on Peyton Sellers. I mean, he's like 41, and I think Peyton Sellers is 32 or something. I don't know if there's enough time left to close 52 points. Um, we saw how we've, we've been able to watch how long it's taken him to close the 50 points that he's been able to in the last, what, six or seven weeks. So uh, we'll see. You never know. Uh, that's why we, we do this week in and week out. You mentioned Tom Patnode having a good run in the top five. He picked up the win over the weekend at the Monadnock Speedway up in New Hampshire, was able to gain some more points there. Wayne Hale picked up the late model win at the Kingsport Speedway. They have their championship night there in Tennessee this coming Friday. The NASCAR Canadian or NASCAR Pinty Series raced at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park this past weekend. LP Dumoulin taking down the race win over Mark Antoine Cameron, Trayton Lapsovich, Alex Tagliani, and uh, Gary Clute rounding out the top five there. LP Dumoulin has a three-point lead over Tags as they race this Sunday at Flamborough Speedway. Five events to go. Uh, we're beginning to wind down. You mentioned the modified race at Oswego. Matt Hirschman, not sure if you watched it. I don't think you did because you were doing dirt modified racing uh, when they were running at Oswego. But uh, Matt Hirschman started or restarted mid-pack at the back, watching him charge to the front and close in on Ron Silk in the closing laps. was fun to watch, but had to settle for second. Modifieds back on MRN this week, Hannah, on Friday night. Matt Hirschman, I know he obviously gets a lot of the attention because of his wins, and rightfully so, but I truly think is one of the most underrated drivers yep. that we have out there yep. at the moment. Like, I personally believe he is a Josh Berry equivalent of the modified scene in the sense that he deserves a shot. He's proven it. You know, maybe his interviews, we, you know, he's one of those guys that you, you he's have just to like his dad. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily a conversationalist, which is totally fine because you don't have to be a conversationalist to drive a race car. But definitely, you know, I would say somewhat of a hidden talent in the grand scheme of things because he definitely is a extremely talented driver. Uh, you mentioned it, though. They're back in action at Richmond Friday, 7 p.m. You can tune in on MRN and, of course, NBC's Track Pass. 
Also, the ARCA West Series, they are headed to Portland International for the Portland 112 on Saturday. Uh, they are sharing the paddock with IndyCar and all of their support series over the weekend. So kind of, kind of a cool double header. Um, Kyle, where will you be headed this weekend? Another night at Stafford? Another night at Stafford on Saturday. We have the TC13 in honor and memory of Ted Christopher. And then I don't know what the weekend will bring on, on Saturday. Um, maybe head over to maybe head over to Lebanon Valley. Although I think last week was our last regular show that you attended. So yeah, uh, slim pickings up here this time of year. Uh, Seekonk Speedway, I think, has their championship night. So we may head over there. Well, a lot of big races also happening around the Southern area, of course, with championship night. So uh, the opportunities to support your local short tracks are winding down. So if you're able to do so, please get out, support those drivers and support those tracks. We want to thank Landon Lewis, of course, for coming on here and hanging out with us, talking about his win. We will have more to cover next week. I'm Hannah Newhouse for Kyle Ricky and producer Craig Moore. We will see you guys next week here on MRN NASCAR Coast to Coast.